0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lombard Trucking Podcast. This is episode 25. Here we are, halfway to 50. You know what's crazy? I don't even remember turning 25 years old. I don't even remember doing anything relevant that year. But regardless, here we are now. Thank you all once again for listening. You know, I heard a phrase recently from this guy. He was saying that if you released a podcast every day for 365 days straight, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, you name it, that you will not have to worry about money again. And man, did that put my brain working in overdrive. I was like, how the fuck am I going to do this? What can I talk about? Now, he says that he would just talk about the things he was working on in his life and with his business. So even though I've said it before, I don't set goals, we just go. I'm aspiring to hopefully be able to do this very soon. I just want to be able to drop maybe a 10, 15 minutes of stuff I'm working on, stuff I'm thinking about, and I'll just dish it out in podcast form because why not? I mean, he just said it straightforward. One podcast every day, 365 days. You won't have to worry about money again. Honestly, uh, it sounds kind of worth it to me. What is it going to do? Cost me all of a half an hour. You know, that's. I spend a half an hour scrolling on my phone sometimes, so I figure, why not give it a shot? So be on the lookout for more content. If you've been following me on some of the socials, I've been trying to ramp up the content as much as I can. It's tough to make a YouTube video every day because of driving and working out and cooking my own meals, but I want to release some more videos because I think it's awesome to show non-truck drivers kind of what's going on over the road and there are a lot of people who give me feedback that say that they're very interested in knowing what happens in this trucker news because it's like a microcosm of society that people don't really pay attention to. It's a subculture that gets widely ignored, but is so heavily counted on because this is where all your stuff kind of comes from. So I'm trying to ramp up the YouTube a little bit more. I'm trying to put out reels and TikTok videos on the daily, especially those toilet reviews. They come, they, I get nothing but positive feedback on those. People, for some reason, are huge fans of where I'm taking a shit. So expect to see more of those. Every time I got to take a shit, expect a review from it, no matter what. And I appreciate you guys, as always, liking, following, subscribing, and dropping comments on any of the content that I've been making. Uh, it's different now. Before becoming an owner operator, it was, you know, a lot of it was just geared towards some fun and a way to keep in touch with my friends. But now as an actual business, it's a, it's a part of that as well. And where I'm still kind of doing it for fun and I wanna add myself into the algorithm of other drivers out there to help them in their journeys and careers and adventures over the road, it also falls right underneath the, the business itself and as my own kind of personal brand. But anyways, I last left you guys off. I was on my way to be making a delivery in San Antonio, Texas, at a Dollar General Distribution Center. And I'm still dealing with the aftermath of this delivery, and I'll get into it. So the broker of this load was a Nolan Transport. I guess they are based out of Atlanta. And the guy I was working with... He's definitely a young kid. He sounds like kind of a little bit of a frat bro over the phone. I thought he was going to be, I thought this was going to be very easy, but on both the loading and the receiving end of this load, I was at each place for over four hours. And per the rate confirmation or rate con, as we'll call it, it has in there when and how much you will receive for detention For waiting x amount of time at these shippers and receivers so when it comes to a rate confirmation that is actually a legitimate contract between the carrier and the brokerage so any violation of that contract you can go after these people and hound them and you know piss in their cheerios whatever you want to do in order to make sure that that contract was fulfilled i fulfilled my end of the contract i'm still waiting on nolan transport to do it as well Mainly because they owe me for detention on both sides of the both getting loaded and receiving end of this load. And after a lot, and so I delivered on Thursday and I sent the paperwork with my time in, time out Thursday afternoon. Friday goes by, I hear nothing. Monday comes by, I hear nothing. So I'm like, okay, you know what? This is going ignored. Tuesday, I finally call. I call his number, by the way, that he calls me on, which is a number four the it's his direct line right to the brokerage and the way he picks up the phone he just goes hello like almost like shocked or that he's not at work or something like that like he's surprised that i called and i'm like hello oh this is mike with rnr solutions so i say the carrier i'm under because that's how they'll look up the load anyways I'm like This is Mike from r and Solutions. I'm calling about that load last week from Oklahoma City to San Antonio. Needs the every time I call in, he needs the load number every time, and, and I get it. It's, he, probably, he might be dealing with a lot of stuff, but regardless. And he's still not hearing anything back. Now, let me give you – this is a big brokerage. These guys have a lot of time, a lot of resources. They have unlimited funds and cash to take care of these problems right away. C.H. Robinson, they are a large brokerage as well. I deal with them often. I got a broker with them who's very upfront and honest with me. I like working with him. Great dude. He'll send me his his desktop screenshot to show me exactly uh, the transparency that truckers, I believe, deserve. He'll show me what I can actually get paid for the load instead of trying to lowball me. Anytime I've had to pay a lumper fee, which is where sometimes you have to pay a service to unload you. That's another stupid thing in this industry that needs to change. But regardless, whenever there is a lumper fee or detention, all I've done is just send that information right to my broker at CH Robinson, and he doesn't even respond with "Okay, got it." Okay, on it. All he does is immediately send a new rate confirmation. Without question, he just does it because he he knows. He sees the he sees it. Boom! Takes extreme ownership of it. Solves the problem. Sends me the Raycon back, easy money. This guy at Nolan, he knows my times. He took copious notes. I was on a tracking platform on the app CarrierLink that tracked my uh, arrivals and departures and the transit times that I was on this load. So that's another thing. They're, they're, I'm tracked based off of my, the GPS on my phone for this load. He's saying, oh, he's still waiting on their customer to approve the detention. Because obviously, the customer is the one who gives the load to the brokerage, and then the brokerage goes out to sell it to carriers. So he's still waiting on them to approve the detention. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I had to explain to him that in the rate con, it says when I deserve detention, you have all my times just give me the new rate con you deal with your customer on the back end he's like oh that's not really how we can do it i can give you the information for our customer and maybe you can call them that's not my job as the driver as the owner operator as a representative of the, of the carrier the carrier's job is to not deal with the broker's customer so here we are still dealing with this nightmare uh the detention should be approved it's currently sunday august 7th and on Two days ago, I had had to send up a copy of my electronic logs so that way they can double verify the location. But it seems as though they've said on the other end that they are going to approve the detention, but just needed this last bit of thing. But like I said, these are the problems in the industry that I'm trying to solve. That's why I've been talking about these three bills on the House floor that could hopefully raise the waters and fix these issues. Because if we do things like pass the... Um, Overtime for Truckers Act in Congress and guarantee overtime for truckers, it's going to force shippers and receivers to be like, okay, hey, we can't be having these trucks sit and wait because they're going to have to start paying these truckers more and we're going to lose contracts because carriers are going to be like, okay, we're not going to deal with you because you're letting my drivers sit there for six hours and we're paying them for not doing anything. Anyways, got done with everything down in San Antonio and then headed back home for the weekend, but I was in crunch mode at this time. I needed to find something that was going to leave out on a Sunday. I could not wait until a Monday because I am eager to make up for the money I lost from having to be down those few days, getting the oil pan replaced on my truck back up in Northwest Arkansas. But at the same time, I have a busy couple of weeks coming up. So I need to make sure that I can capitalize on all the time that I have to make some revenue because on the 13th, I got a wedding back in Connecticut that I'm not taking a load up to. I'm flying up to Connecticut because getting out of the Northeast would be tough because the following weekend we're trying to hang out in Port A for a friend of ours birthday. So anyways, I was able to get myself a load, uh, leaving out on a Sunday, picking up in Waco at a Coca-Cola distributor. distributor. Um, and from there, it was going to Forest Park, Georgia. So I trailblazed myself across I-20. And this was a good trip. I-20 is an easy ride. No traffic, especially on a Sunday. I was able to cruise a little bit. And I spent one night in Alabama at a TA right in Talladega, actually, not too far from the Speedway. And there's something about the South, man. I could tell you that's just so awesome. You know, there is that... Uh, stereotype of the laid back, very friendly personality types. And there is just something about a woman from Alabama at the truck stop and the way she calls you baby when you're buying something at the counter. you know, people from where I'm from don't talk like that. And how they are, it, you know, kind of tickles your ego a little bit. So had a nice ride across 20, got myself to Forest Park, Georgia, And I was going to a Kroger distribution center. And these grocery distribution centers seem to be some of the toughest sometimes because these are these massive places that have hundreds of doors. And uh, you you don't know how long you're going to be there for. And I felt blessed on this one because I was at the door for only an hour. I showed up a little early for the appointment, but I got a door on time. And I was there for an hour, got out of there. However, my delivery appointment was for 9 PM. And so when you got to deliver late at night like that and you get done and you're empty at 1030, it's tough to find a place to park. Now I was picking up from Forest Park, Georgia, only about 70 miles North in Marble Hill. So I had a choice, either try to park near where the Kroger DC was, or because I still had time on my clock, get myself as close as I can to the next pickup and then sleep there. I decided to head up towards Marble Hill. Kind of tough. I ended up going down some roads you shouldn't have gone down. That got me on I-20. And if you're in the trucking industry, you know that uh, through trucks are actually not allowed to drive through downtown Atlanta through 20. You have to take the, the loop or bypass around. But it was late enough at night. And I got lucky, so I got to drive. Atlanta's gorgeous at night. What a skyline. You know, their buildings are gorgeous. Atlanta really is the capital of the South. So from there, I got through north and I was on my GPS, and there was a Walmart 15 miles away from my pickup. And Walmarts have been tough lately. Uh, I call before I try to sleep in one. A lot of times they say no. Uh, They're really, for some reason, Walmarts now are not wanting trucks to park there. And I've said this. Uh, a couple episodes ago when I was hanging out in Tampa and St. Pete with the Hard Factor guys, how the Sam's Clubs down there didn't want it. A lot of reason is some of these truckers, you know, they leave a fucking mess in these places and they, they make a you know, they don't make they don't make it easy for, you know, the the normal people out there. But I got to this Walmart. It was right as the store closed. So that was a perk. The parking lot was empty. I went right up to an employee and I was like, hey, man, I have nowhere else to go. I'm picking up just down the road. You know, I I begged him. I was like, can I please just stay here for the night? There's nowhere else I can park in this area. He's like, oh, man, no worries. No worries at all. You're really out of the way. Let me just call my manager really quick. He came back two minutes later. Oh, yeah, you're good, man. And I was like, that anxiety gone. Slept great that night. Woke up, went right to My pickup in Marble Hill, which is at this kind of like a a mill or plant, Uh, I posted a YouTube video on it when I talk about the speed trap on the Louisiana Bridge. I kind of show a quick uh, scan of the scenery of where I picked up at. And I guess it's it's this ground up sodium chloride material, these bags of it. And that was headed up to Spring Lake, Michigan, to a glue factory uh, or a, a manufacturer that makes glue not glue like elmer's glue i'm talking they makes a uh, seal bond so stuff for like tiling and roofing i asked the guy at the receiving end i said what's this stuff for he goes oh we make uh, bonding for roofing and tiling and stuff like that sometimes i like to ask where and what i'm taking what it does you know food obviously you know it's going to a grocery store but when i was grabbing from georgia going all the way to michigan i was like know what's this stuff do i that stuff kind of interests me and i want to talk about it more my father asked me about it a lot of people always ask me what am i hauling and you know the code of ethics is when you're currently hauling it you know you don't go around telling people what you're hauling because it could be a security risk you don't want the wrong people breaking into your trailer but i could talk about the freight i haul after i get done hauling it then from spring lake my next pickup is in coloma michigan and this is a load i've done before one of our good friends down here in Austin, a buddy of mine, he works in logistics and it's great to be able to work with a direct shipper. So there is no broker with this load. He needs the material as the manufacturer place of where he works. They order it from a place up in Coloma, Michigan. And instead of working with a broker, he knows me and he just So we make a good deal, and it pays very well because there's no middleman. So I was pumped. He had it available again. I picked up in Coloma, Michigan, and now here I am back home in Austin, Central Texas. It delivers Monday morning. It's currently Sunday, and that's where I am now in my adventures over the road. But I really got to say these past few weeks and basically since I got my oil pan replaced, everything has been going pretty great besides that whole crap with the Nolan Transport uh, brokerage things have been going really smooth we are getting by and I got to tell this story about my Saturday of August sixth. I consider it an authentic trucking day. And one of my greatest days in trucking where I really got to feel the culture of what trucking in America is actually all about. And I had a nice drive. There was no traffic. I had a CB radio conversation with a guy out there. His handle was Terminator. We were talking. I have one of the cool trailers from R&R that's a military trailer, the Army one. And He struck up a conversation about how he liked it. And he was going a little faster than me. I was keeping my speed slow. I was trying to get some good fuel mileage, you know, milk in the tank until I got to my next fuel stop. And then we end up crossing paths at the where I was getting fuel. And he called me by my CB handle, which is Twitter. And he, he sees me because he recognized the shirt I was wearing from when I was passing. And so we had a nice conversation there. And it's a feeling that I've never felt before. And I wonder if that's the same feeling guys got, you know, years ago before this industry really started changing after e-logs and everything. Because when the e-logs came about, you know, you're a little bit more restricted. You kind of had to go, you know, your time was restricted. So you had to go, go, go. But before that, you know, there was a little bit more of a socialization and uh, uh, that there was more of uh, that kind of culture out there. And for him to call me by my CB handle, you know, nobody's ever done that before. And so it was really cool. And then from there, I ended up going to the Petro in North Little Rock, and I was, I had a, my Bowflex weights out, and I was getting a nice workout in. And this guy comes over with his gloves. He's like, "Hey, are you done?" I was like, "Oh, I was like, no, I was like, I'm, I still got a little bit left." He's like, "You mind if I jump in?" He came in out of nowhere. He said he saw that he was gonna go inside and take a shower and then go right to bed. He said he saw the weights though. And said yeah i can't make any excuses he goes it's hard it was i got a jump rope and when i get done driving it's really tough but you know i saw the weights he's like i was like you know what i got to get some reps in and i was almost done i was gonna get like one more good set i had already been working out for like 40 minutes but him coming over gave me a whole another boost of energy and we pumped the nice workout in got some reps in together i met him he was uh, you know taking a load up to wisconsin he's from south florida his name's Israel, cool guy. You know, we had a great conversation. His, the, he's an owner-operator, but his truck's in the shop, so he's just working as a contractor now to get some money so uh, he's not, you know, out and down, not making anything, and then he's going to pay for a new transmission that way. It, it was cool. After he goes away and I'm getting a stretch in, there was a, an Asian man who was trying to back up into a tight spot, and nobody was helping him ground guide, so I go over to him. And I help him back up. I ground guide him a bit. And, you know, he was so appreciative of it. You know, And it, you know, it's like that good deed you do for the day. You help this guy who's struggling out. And then I go inside. I take a shower. And then I sat down at the diner in there and had myself uh, some steak and six eggs over medium. And, you know, just eavesdropped in on some conversations that the servers were having with the other drivers in there. And I I just kind of took that moment in and I sat there and I was like, you know what, this is maybe this is a a day that the kind of day, maybe my grandfather had a day like this, or is this what it might have been like 40 or 50 years ago for some guys. And it was a moment you really had to soak in and it's, uh, and it gave me this, you know, fire in my soul, you know, this is what I'm fighting for. Like trucking is an industry worth fighting for and not just an industry, but that subculture, is something worth fighting for because it's something you won't find outside of North America and mainly just within the continental US, you know, because there is trucking in Mexico and Canada, but I can't speak on behalf of that. But when it comes to over the road trucking, the way it operates is it operates at this scale only really in North America. And that subculture alone of how we socialize, calling people by their CB handle and Interacting with strangers who you might meet once and who knows, you could see them five years down the road and, you know, you you fill each other in. That, I think, is something that's, you know, special and something worth holding on to and something I just can't let see die, especially while I'm still living and breathing. You know what else is worth fighting for? This country. Now, if you follow me on the socials, you'll notice I've released a lot of videos shit-talking my Congressman, Mr. Chip Roy of the 21st District of Texas. Here's why. So his office did get back to me at one point and told me about the ship it act which is a piece of legislation on the house floor yet to be voted on that removes a lot of useless regulation that could help unclog our ports and possibly reduce inflation i've taken that information shared it with my friends family as well as other truckers to call their congressmen and have them express their support to get that bill passed Also, his office told me about a bill they want to pass that addresses the, quote, driver shortage, where it's a pilot program that allows 18-year-olds to get their CDLs. So that way they can fill the openings for the driver shortage. I came back in conversation and let him know that there is no driver shortage. Now there are 400,000 CDLs given out each year. So there is no shortage of qualified professional drivers out there to do these jobs. This issue is turnover and turnover alone. And that's when I started doing research about bills that like the ones that guarantee overtime for truckers or like the ones that build more safe truck parking throughout the country. And I've been trying to express this to the office of Chip Roy, and I'm getting ignored over and over on my calls and my emails. This was a fucking layup to Chip Roy. All he had to do was listen. Show me you care. That's it. I I made it so easy for him in a time and place where the American people trust Congress is doing a good job under 20%. That's their approval rating of Congress. It's below 20%. I gave this guy a fucking softball layup, and he doesn't want to take it. You know what he does? He spends his time uh, trying to get Fox News airtime. He spends time at the border calling it an invasion all the time and instilling fear into people's eyes. That's what he does. He drives fear into people. The border is 200 miles away from his district. They have a representative out there. His name is Tony Gonzalez. I haven't heard a fucking word from him about it. All this guy does is care about getting money for his campaign from the Koch brothers. I made a video that very specifically said what the duties of a congressman are, specifically somebody in the House of Representatives. And the first thing it says is to listen to your constituents. Guess what he doesn't do? Listen to his constituents. So when I'm talking about fighting for this country, it is getting rid of fucking scumbags like Chip Roy, who will go on Twitter and say he doesn't think that gays should be allowed to get married. Openly and publicly saying this, But we'll also say that freedom works and how he's pro-liberty. So you're gonna attack some of my best friends, but then tell me you support freedom. No, I don't buy into it buy into that. This is also a guy who back in July was caught on a recording saying he hopes that Congress can't get anything done and hopes for more chaos so that way more Republicans can win in the fall. Like I said before, I don't play the party game. I play the do your fucking job game. So if you're somebody who, who actively roots for chaos, negativity, no progress, getting nothing done, because all you want is your team to win, you got to fucking go. And on the same side, if you're somebody who wants to turn X state blue and all you want to do is vote blue no matter who and turn things blue, you got to go too. Because we're all in the same fucking boat. So red, blue, whatever fucking team you're on, whatever party you're part of, that shit's out the fucking window. You don't work for a party. You don't work for Republicans. You don't work for Democrats. You work for the American fucking people. So if you don't want to do that, you got to go. I'm only supporting people who want to do what's best for this country, not what's best for Republicans, not what's best for Democrats, not what's best for libertarians, not what's best for your little fucking minority. It's about Americans and it's about the United States of America. And if you can't buy into that, then you got to fucking go. Especially guys like Chip Roy. This dude won't listen to me talk about stuff that could help our industry, help this country. But he complains, complains, complains. He also offers no resolutions to what he complains about. Instead, he bitches about socialism all the time. While he receives a government salary and government benefits and will get a government pension. He wants to fight against socialism, fight against this. Basically, what he's saying is he doesn't want to do anything for the country. He bitches about all the spending and, oh, we can't spend this much. And I agree. We need a little bit more fiscal conservatism out there. And we should spend our money wisely. And I get it that the idea of taxing one's income is a little bit immoral when you step outside the box. But if you are going to tax the people's income, that it might as well be used towards the greater benefit of this country. Doing things like improving your supply chain or having better health care access for people. But hey, look, I can go on and on about this forever, but at this point, I will fight tooth and fucking nail to get dickheads like Chip Roy out of office or people who will not fight for the American people or fight for the American worker or fight for this trucking industry, all of which I believe are very, very much worth it. Thank you for listening to that rant, guys. Appreciate you coming out again for episode 25. If you don't have me, On the socials, get at me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I'm dropping up content left and right. I'm banging on doors, rattling cages. And to make that rattle a little bit louder and to annoy those people like Chip Roy Moore, your support uh, aids into that. It will aid in the fight for a better supply chain industry and for a better country overall. And as always, if any of you guys ever want to talk, especially about everything I just talked about, feel free to reach out. You know where to find me. I will be here.